It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday uh november 18th i believe and uh you are listening to episode 390 390 i am joined this week once again by nicole hey nicole how you doing i'm doing great jason you have such a great voice i i it's my podcast voice <laughs> I pretty much only use it during the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. It's funny, though, you say that, like, I used to really hate hearing my voice uh, when it was recorded, like, mm-hmm. just for years. I just hated it. And I've been doing this so long that now, like, when I hear my voice and I'm recording, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's what I sound like because <laughs> I've heard it so many times that I'm just used to it now, you know? Yeah. I read a, an article that, like, scientifically explains why we hate hearing our recorded voices. And it's because the way that we hear ourselves, like, when we talk is different than the way that we hear ourselves when it's outside of ourselves. Because it's like it, like, filters into our ears in a different way. Um, right, right. It was all real smart stuff. It's one of those things where it'd be cool if if we could actually hear, like other people could hear what we hear, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh wow, we're getting uh, we're getting uh, into it here. This deep <laughs> existential stuff. <laughs> what do the voices in your head sound like? No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> those are cool too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you uh, have you played anything of late? Well, I went to Metatopia. Oh yeah, you did. You did the whole thing. That's why we didn't record sooner because you were like, "I'm going to Metatopia," and I was jealous. <laughs> you should come. It's really, really great. Um, it's a, it's a. I'm going to shoot for next year if I can. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, it's, it's just one of my favorite things to go. It's, it's like, it's like the big unpub, but it's super, super heavily scheduled. Which, which I like because I don't like, um, the, one of the things I don't like about Unpub is just sitting there and like hoping someone will come to your table. Right, right. Or not knowing when you're going to get a break. Like I've had Unpubs before where they're so busy where it's like, just like, leave me alone. Like I don't want to play a game right now. And because there's no schedule, it's unpredictable as to yeah. when that's going to happen. I'm like, I just need to pee. Okay. Yeah. Like I need to pee and I need to get a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Give me five freaking minutes. Yeah. Uh, Metatopia, it's all heavily scheduled. So, and there's like a this giant, like schedule of events, so you can like go through it and see what you want to play. And like, I usually schedule every single slot with something because I want to play. I want to like play as many games as I possibly can. Right, right, right. And they also offer something called high tests, where if you sign up as a designer, you can have one high test, and that's a test where only other designers are allowed to play it. Hmm. Nice. 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 So that played, can be good and bad. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, but we played we played a ton of games. Um, I really liked Alder Quest by Ryan Ward. That's going to be launching on Kickstarter, I think, next week or next month. I think next week. Um, cool. And uh, I, I played, like, so many cool games. And I also played um, this game called Exit, this game from the 80s called Exit. It's a Milton Bradley game that was like friggin' amazing. 
Uh huh. It's like this big plastic, intense strategy game for two players, and I'm like, nice. I like immediately nice. googled it because I was like, I want to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and That's then we've awesome. we've also been having um, playtesting days at our apartment every Monday. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I so wish we, I had that. We played we played a lot of games. Yeah, the the only the only bad thing this week was we had our game makers guild meeting yesterday, and I just could not make it. And I was like, I don't want people to think that like I'm not going to the GMG meetings because we have these other playtest meetings. But like, I just I I just had to work my day job. I I was doing day job work till like ten o'clock at night last night. Oh, ouch! I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. That's never fun. No, it's not fun. And also, we've been playing. Um, Boo. Ceylon by uh, Cardboard Edison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've we, heard that really good stuff about that. It's so good. It's so good. We've played it like 10 times. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And uh, the people that made Avocado Smash. Have you seen Avocado Smash? Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't like played it, but I've seen it. Uh, it comes around in the little... It, uh, it looks cute. It comes in the little avocado. They came out with, a, with two more games. A game called Smashing Pumpkins and a game called Peach Snaps. I heard about Peach Snaps, yeah. Peach Snaps is so good. It's really, really good. Like, I was in a really bad mood, and we played Peach Snaps, and I was like, well, I'm in a good mood now. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. That is the best when games do that. Yeah, I agree. How about you? What you been playing? Um, I got to play Avalon for the first time recently, um, which is like a different version of The Resistance, I guess, kind of. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Um, it was a good game. It was, I enjoyed playing it. I wanted to keep playing it. Um, but I, I don't see like how, unless you've got some really dumb players playing as the bad guys, like, I don't know how the bad guys don't win every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like mathematically speaking, um, like we were, I was talking and we, we played a six player game. We, we did it twice and, uh, and somebody was, I was talking to someone and like the first mission, only two people go and they were like, what if, um, you know, what if, uh, like on that first mission, that first mission basically always succeeds. Even if you send a bad guy, they don't want to give up that they're a bad guy. Right, right. Right. And I was like, yeah, but they only need three to win. Right. Right. So if I'm a bad guy and I tank the first mission you now know that myself or the person sitting next to me is a bad guy, right? So you can exclude us for the entire game, but the fact of the matter is, unless we are both the bad guys, you have to have four people in two other rounds. Right. So chances are it's going to get tanked. Like, so I don't know that the math on it just feels not right. Yeah. But that said, I had a great time playing it. I just desperately wanted to either be Merlin or a bad guy. Right. And I was just like, I got the exact same card. It was like Lady Guinevere, like every time, but she don't do anything. She's just like a person, right? I don't know. I really wanted to do like more stuff. You wanted to play and, the uh, game. Yeah. Right. And I didn't feel like I was playing the game. Yeah. That um, makes sense. I, my, my goal as the villager, like my special goal was I was attempting to make everybody think I was Merlin. Like, that was what I thought my job was. Right. Uh, and I failed because we won three things and then they pegged to the person who was Merlin was. Because uh, they were being pretty forthright about being Merlin. Right. So I couldn't deflect enough to make them not aware. <laughs> so, and that's the thing is, even if you get it, like, even if you um, win as the good guys, 
the bad guys still in a six-player game have a 25% chance of beating you by guessing who Merlin is, right? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. I It's one of those games where I enjoyed the game, but as a designer, it, it, it annoys me. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I was trying to pitch that game to a publisher, they would call me on that crap, you know? Yeah, it feels lazy. It does. I mean, it, it, well, it feels... It feels like the resistance did really well, so they made an av- they made an Avalon version of it, yeah, yeah. right? With some new rules and uh, yeah. Um, I don't care so for anyways. I don't care for the resistance. Yeah, I have not actually played the resistance only Avalon. So I, I was told that the resistance is similar but without without Merlin. I haven't played Avalon. Um, I I've, I was like I played the resistance and didn't like it, and then I played Coup and I was like. This is baller. I love this game. Yeah, I've heard really good stuff about Coup. It's so good. Um, so yeah, I haven't played much other than that. Uh, I'm going to a play test weekend this weekend. Uh, gonna do a test for Ken Franklin on a game he's working on that he's going to be pitching soon, and then uh, I'm gonna get. Uh, we have a new version of No Context, the uh, one of the social deduction games Banana and I did. Um, and now we have a new prototype that has pictures, so I'm really stoked about it. It's all like the pictures are icon-ish. I saw the art. I love it. it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they, the art looks really fun. Oh, my God. I love um, it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so good. So um, anyways, uh, so that's – sorry, Builders. You can look on Twitter. I tweeted it recently. Or if you have me on Facebook, you can find it there too. Um, the hand model one is the best thing ever. I love like, it. She nailed that. I love it Because so she much. made some of them. Uh, or took them from the noun project and then just changed them to make them work for what we needed. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm really excited. The the last two playtests we've done, the game is the game is really solid. It just needs some scoring mechanisms fixed on it. Um, so I'm hoping to retest those changes this weekend and that uh, it'll go well. I think I may actually be able to have the same group test it with me, which oh, I'm pretty awesome. stoked about because. Um, it was great. There was a group of teenagers and they didn't want to play it. Somebody was like, Hey, come, come try this game with him. He needs this test. And they're like, okay. And then like one round in, they're like, this game is awesome. (laughs) Yes. Got you. Like this is a, this is up your alley. I promise. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was fun and, uh, I'm hoping it'll be good this weekend again as well. That's amazing. So you, uh, you, you brought a topic you wanted to talk about, and I, I, I want to talk about that topic. You want to talk about this topic? I do. I do. Heck yeah. I need you to intro it, though. Okay, so um, I had a hard time actually finding news that wasn't just like, here's what's coming out of Essen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everything's coming out of Essen. Yeah. But um, the one that caught my eye was Small World of Warcraft coming in 2020, which I was like, oh, my God, I love Small World. And that's so yeah. cool that they're making a World of Warcraft version. Right. Um, right. But, you know, I, but it's so it's so intensely mixed up with all this political stuff with Blizzard. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, so for anybody who doesn't uh Who's not up to date on that? So with Blizzard recently, uh, they banned someone for six months or for a year or something, based on and correct me if I'm wrong, Nicole, but based on they violated the TOS, but they violated the TOS in um, protesting the Hong Kong stuff. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. 
And I don't know what they did that specifically violated the TOS. Um, I think they said something on a stream that was um, favorable to the Hong Kong protesters and Blizzard Blizzard cited their TOS and said, you can't do anything that makes us, like that puts us in, in any kind of negative position that offends anybody else. And it's like, that's so vague. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's the vaguest of vague, vague ever. Yeah, so, but they apologized. Right, did they unban the person? I believe they unban the person. And, ab- and okay. apologize. That's good. I think they unbanned the person like pretty immediately because I think a lot of people were like, "Cool, we're just going to do this while we stream too." Are you going to ban all of us? Right, right, right. Good luck, ban everyone. Yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, they like did like a real public apology that was like not a great apology, but right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the frustrating thing for me is, you know they did all this crap and then I saw the trailer for Diablo 4 and like my face melted yeah I I heard it looks real good you have you've got if you like Diablo it's so it's I was shocked at how incredibly dark it is it's like way more dark than like they've ever than I feel like they've ever gone interesting and I was just like Um. I want to play that but so with with Small World of Warcraft, it's it's interesting as well because Asmodee is putting themselves out there, right? Right. By doing this, right. like with a company that's got a negative connotation right now because right. of that. Um, you know when I, you know I don't know. I I used to play Warcraft a million years ago for quite a while actually, um, and then it just kind of I could never keep up with my friends who didn't have kids who could play Warcraft. You know six hours a night and just not sleep and like I couldn't do that and I didn't want to do that frankly um so yeah uh so I don't I mean I'm I would love to play small world of Warcraft I think that's super clever but yeah the the political stuff on the side of it is it's not it's so stressful it's so stressful like it is and it's disappointing I've always been yeah yeah it is it is. Um, I've never been a boycott person, really. Like, you know, um, uh, Rob has always been a boycotter, right? Like, oh, th- this is happening, so I'm not going to support this. And, like, so there, there are a few things that I, like, don't do anymore. Um, like, I don't go to Chick-fil-A, right? That sort right. of thing. But, yeah. I mean, in general, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, big on, like, let's boycott this company, right? Right. Um, you know, uh, just only because I don't like, I don't know. I don't think it really makes a difference like for me and, you know, a thousand of my friends to, you know, drop Netflix because we don't like the way they do business. You know what I mean? If you don't watch it, that is it. It means that because I think they keep track of that stuff. So not watching it means that you're denying them a, a view. I mean, the way to do that if you want to still watch it is to just download it illegally. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not endorsing you do illegal things, but I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, like the, like the main thing for me is if I'm like, I didn't buy anything from Amazon, uh, when they had that, when they had prime day, because the, right. All the employees were, were striking. And I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm not going to do this. Like if I know about it, I'll, I'll, yes. And I believe in it, like I'll go along with it. But I, well, in in yeah, 
Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. It's just hard to not feel like you're just a drop in a bucket. Right. And I, I also did the Prime Day thing. Uh, I skipped Prime Day only because the workers were striking to make like they were saying, listen, we're not going to work today because because of these poor working situations. And I was like, OK, cool. I will support you by not doing Prime Day today. That's fine. Um, but like I, I knew some people who said, I'm not going to watch the final season of House of Cards because of Kevin Spacey. And I was like. But they fired him. Like, they took appropriate response, right? Absolutely. They fired him. Absolutely. Uh, they, they killed his character off, spoiler alert, to, <laughs> like, to make it worse. And then they trampled on his legacy for the, you know, I mean, like, like they did a good job. The show wasn't, the last season wasn't good. I didn't like it. Um, but that was just because the show, frankly, ran its course three seasons ago. But, um... Like you know, to uh, but I, I had a couple friends that were like, I'm I'm am still not going to watch it, and I was like, but now you're penalizing the company for for doing the right thing, right? right. For saying like we see this problem, we're addressing it, and now I'm not going to support you, right? Um, you know, and and for instance, the Blizzard thing, I, I don't pretend to be an expert on it, but like if they did something bad and then came back and were like, wow, that was bad, we're sorry, like. At what point do they get forgiven? And what point do people say, okay, I'll keep, you know, like playing and supporting their stuff, right. you know? Right. That's what always has been fuzzy to me. When does it become okay again, everyone? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? that's the thing about like, you know, there's like, quote unquote, cancel culture. Like, there are times when I can't keep up with everything that people have said and done. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, right, right. Like, I don't know. It, I think it's okay at a certain point if if somebody shows enough if, if somebody shows that they're sorry I think it's okay to go back to that you know what I mean right but right. some people just get disgusted and they're like no I'm done right and you know what that's I mean that's okay too right to say like this this to be was bad enough that I'm just I don't want to deal with this anymore so I'm just not going to I think that's okay I I think it's when you start laying judgment on others for that yeah I mean, we've we've had some of that in the board game industry where um, we've had some people that have gotten uh, like had their games canceled and things like that because of the things they've said but to be fair like all of those people have been incredibly not remorseful from what I've seen oh, right yeah. they've been like I said these terrible things and I stand by them and it's like okay well then we're done here yeah. right um, I think that's different because I mean I guess I'm all for second chances you know with people like when somebody truly says like ah oh, this was a learning experience I get it like this was I said something stupid uh, and I need to fix that right um, but I also respect that some people are like no 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 like I'm I'm out <laughs> and also I feel like even when somebody messes up, whether they apologize or not, their life is not ruined. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. like they're still going about, like, maybe they took a financial hit a little bit, but for the most part, right. they didn't, they didn't really suffer in any way. <laughs> and that's so disappointing. No, I mean, in, right. Because the thing not is, we people move to on suffer. so quickly. Sorry, that sounded No, really but rude. I get it, right? <laughs> you don't want people to suffer. You want justice, right? Like, um, you know, I've dealt with situations before where somebody does something terrible and like you realize that it's never going to be punished, right? There's never going to be justice for that act that they've committed and trying to live with that is hard, right? Right. Um, trying to be okay with the idea of like, 
well, this person did this terrible thing and they're just going to walk away from it, right? Um, and how do we respond to that, you know? And so to bring this a little back to gaming, uh, but slightly pivot if that's okay. No, that's fine. Um, so there's a game that was released recently on Kickstarter. And uh, listen, if you support this game, and I'm talking to the builders, well, I guess you as well, Nicole, if you support this game, that's fine. But like, uh, there was a game released recently on Kickstarter, and if you support this game or think it's cool or that's great, it's cool, good for you. Like, I, I, I'm not here to rain on your parade. I'm not here to, uh, to say that you shouldn't support it. What I'm here to say is I don't get it. I don't get the purpose, and that is uh, Mike Selinker's company uh, has a game on Kickstarter right now called Tantrum. Oh, yeah, I saw um, it. Like, like Tantrum or like Tan Trump. Uh, right, so like it's a it's a play on words, which is very clever. Um, but they're releasing it as a protest game, right? Um, and like I don't get it. Like I do not get it. I mean, first of all, full disclosure, I hate political games, like right. in general, unless it's like a political game, like set in like not our world. Right. I think that political <laughs> games even when they're done well, feel incredibly opportunistic. Now, if it was like a political game set like, like with like, like back in 1776 or something, that's different, right? But right. when you're taking a modern day political game and you're caricature, making caricatures of, of real people and things like, that just doesn't do it for me. Like, I don't get it. I feel like, you know, um, you are still giving press time to those people, right? You're still giving like not support but you're keeping them relevant more than i don't am i missing something like is there like what is the protest aspect of making a game that makes fun of someone like what what does that achieve yeah i don't know i mean i didn't even click on it i saw the name of it and i was like oh okay like i get it well so i i mike selinker sent a thing out on facebook that said hey facebook friends we're going to launch a game tomorrow. I could use some help. Uh, DM me your email address if you don't mind, and I'll give you more information. So I did, right? Um, not knowing what it was. If had I known what the game was, I absolutely would not have done that. Right. But I did, didn't. So I sent the message, and I got I got that back. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely not doing this um, because it's just I don't, I don't get it. But I had friends, good friends, who were posting on Mike's thing like, yeah, backed it. So excited. And I'm like, I don't. Like helping a company like sell games like is not protest. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I don't I don't it's just not clicking for me. You know what I mean? I don't understand. And and here's the thing. Like like I'm super like I I mean I've said this on the show before. I super don't like the president, and I I'm not afraid to publicly say that I think he's a bad dude and all this stuff. Right. Right. Um. So it's nothing against that. Like I just I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, how do you feel about that stuff in general? I don't, sorry, I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the Kickstarter now. The Kickstarter? Yeah. Oh my God. It's totally crazy. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't want to, it's also just like, so topical that like, yeah, yeah. In 20 years, if this planet still exists, people are going to be like, why, why did anybody make this? This just seems mean. Right, right. Because they're not going to have the context. And like, I, 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, and it just, it feels super opportunistic. There's no way to get around that. Right. Right. Um, there was a company that tried to release a, uh, I don't even remember what the name of the company was. It was a branch off from, um, happy mitten games. It was one of the people from that. They tried to make a political thing and like they satirized everything. Right. I mean, there were caricatures of every person from every party. Um, and, and the Kickstarter just tanked and I was so thankful, no offense to them, but I was so thankful that it tanked because like, it's, it's dumb. Like, don't like, what, what is that game accomplishing? You, you look like an opportunistic jerk and, and you, yeah. And you're not, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Like, like let's not make fun of our political process in that way because it already sucks enough. Like let's not make it more of a joke. Right. Right. I think there are a lot of <sighs> games that are, that are mean. And I think that, yeah. Yeah. I think that, in general, I've tried to avoid those kinds of games. Like, I think that... Yeah. I think, like, there's that game... Uh, oh, my God. What is it called? It's not called Trigger Warning, but it's, like, a super offensive, like... Oh, where is it? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. But it was... I'm not sure, but I... I, I'm sure I can visualize what you're talking about. Right, exactly. It was making fun of people. It was making fun of, like, social justice warriors. You know what I mean? And it was like, you know... Right. I just feel like these things are so... Like you're saying, opportunistic and so set on... They're just so right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, Right, right. Those, those always feel like... You see those companies at Gen Con, right? Or Origins. You'll see a company that has a booth... And you're like, that company won't exist next year. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's like four friends got together. They were probably bros. And like, they were like, let's make this game about this thing. That's, you know, like it's, it's pretty funny right now. Right. Right. Uh, they don't know the, they don't know the audience because clearly like at Gen Con, that's not your audience. Um, you know, like they don't, they just don't get it. Um, Sorry. It's called Virtue and, uh, Signal, the game of social justice. And it's just making yes. fun of, yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes it makes fun of like, you know, using people's correct pronouns. It makes fun of feminists. It makes fun of social justice warriors. And I'm just like, this game is, is going to sell like, I don't know, may, maybe under a thousand copies and then disappear. Right. And yep. like. And it's going to sell them to the echo chamber that is the people that are making fun of those people. Right. Exactly. Right. But it also, it reminded um, me of something that Anthony was telling me about, which is he, he watched this thing, he watched this video that was about how satire, if satire appeals to both sides, it's failing. Like, like a lot of the stuff on Saturday Night Live and a lot of the stuff on like, um, not John Oliver, Steve Colbert. It's like, it's, it. Like, we, the left, watch it and we're like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is so making fun of them. But then the right watches it and they're like, what a funny depiction of us. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. if, right. if both sides look at it and think it's funny, then it just ends up being safe. Right, right. I know I get that. I get that, that it needs to be edgy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that... If at the end it's still like 
it's still if you're making it so that it's offensive to one side, whether it's the good side or the bad side, right? It doesn't <laughs> right. have anything. I mean, I'm not I'm not even saying about the political spectrum, like of really anything, right? If it's making fun of real people, like I don't see how that's productive, right? You know, like I, it's not a productive way to move forward. It doesn't it doesn't change people's minds. It you know, in fact, it just you know, like when you see this virtue signal game, right? If you consider yourself a social justice warrior in a positive way, not in a negative way, right? Not in the satirical way they're saying, right? Like when you look at that, that just makes you think like, Oh yeah, the people that play that game, you know, it it makes you want to write them off more, right? It makes them more of a caricature by making you more of a caricature, which of course makes those people want to write off those social justice warriors even more. Right. And I feel the other thing about this, this conversation. The other thing about this Trump game is like I don't want to see his stupid face. Right. Do you know right. what I mean? Like yeah. whether or not you're making fun of him, like I don't want to see his face. I don't I don't want to see his face. Yep. I don't want to see his face in my house. Yep. I don't want to see his face on the computer. And like the people making that virtue signaling game, like, why would you make a game full of faces of the people that you that you can't stand? Like why right. like why is right. that a thing that you want? <laughs> I don't understand. Because making fun of people is fun, right? It's fun to make fun of people, Nicole. Let's demean everyone. Yeah. You know? Because I think you can fight and stand up for what you believe in without being a dick about it, right? I mean, that's the thing. That's that's the dream. Right, right. It's hard. It's a fine line, right? Um, But it's... Yeah. So there was... uh, Gosh, there was something else I thought of around this that I was going to point out, but I don't know. We got... We had a we went places with that and uh, <laughs> I mean I will say that this is part of why like you know I read a lot of books on feminism and I I think Bell Hooks is my favorite because at no point does she take shots at anybody she just lays it out like it's factual right. and she's just straight up and I'm just like I just love her like yeah, yeah, she's just like no. This is the truth, and this is why you should deal with it. And this is this is how we should. This is where we should go from here. And I'm just like, you are a beautiful, beautiful woman, and I love you. Yeah, no. If you can, if you can, state your position without having to um, demean someone else, you know, or make fun of someone else, then that is, I, I think that you're going to be. Uh, well, first of all, you're just going to be better, right? <laughs> in general, right. Um, but you also stand a chance of getting through to someone, right? And that's so much about it is like, and I think that's a place where games can help do that, right? Yeah. Where you can have games that are about dealing with differences and talking about things without being terrible to each other. You know, yeah. I think that that's, that's important. I really wanted to make a game and just call it privilege and just have like, do you know what I mean? Just have like each character get a certain amount of, actions or benefits based on their level of privilege and have it be like terribly skewed. You know what I mean? So that's really, really hard to win if you're not that person of privilege. And I was just like, this makes my stomach hurt. That would be an interesting game to do with like a fantasy setting so that it's like certain uh, races of fantasy creatures get less actions, right? right? And they get, you know, less opportunities and so that it doesn't have to be, like to basically make it a little less heavy handed than it would be if it was set today. Um, but still get that point across. I think that's great. Like a purposely unbalanced game. So privilege, a purposely unbalanced game. Exactly. So exactly. Um, 
Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, so I think what are my takeaways here that mean games are not productive. Uh, <laughs> if you really don't like something, why would you want to back a game that's about the thing that you don't like? Yeah. Satire is tough. <laughs> what, what what do you have? What are your takeaways? I just I, I feel like it's hard because like you want to take a stand and you want to be political. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time you're uh-huh. like you're like I'm, it's also we're just so inundated and saturated by it that at some point there are some points where I'm just like I'm tapping out of this one. I don't, I don't want to deal with this one. Yeah. yeah. To me, one of the nice thing about games is they can be escapism, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> when, when you're playing a game about our current political mess that's happening, um, you're, you're, uh, you're not escaping anything. <laughs> you're right. just dwelling on right. it, right? So. And I also get, I yeah. totally get why people have problems with Secret Hitler. Yeah, I've not. I've heard it's a really fun game, but I yeah, I also yeah. It's a really fun game, but it's called Secret Hitler, and it's right. There's all kinds of problems around that. Right, and some of you are playing as Hitler and Nazis, correct? Right, exactly. I mean, that's you know, and that's uh, yeah, no, that's where. That is a game that only did well because of the company it was published by, right? right? Um, but it's also actually a be- fun game. Right. It could have been a fun game with a different theme, though. Right, right. That would have been cool, too, um, you know? But the other thing that they did was they included Trump stickers in the game. So you can change Hitler to Trump. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Which, we've never used those stickers because Trump won the election, and we were like, oh, no. This is real life now. <laughs> right. right, 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 right. Hey, the other one is real life, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is the problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just feel uh, like I sound like an asshole right now. No, 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 no. It's this is just heavy stuff, right? I mean this yeah. is this is heavy stuff and so builders, I hope you stuck with us through that. I hope that was okay. Um but we like to talk about what's going on and what's what's real and what's happening, you know. Um yeah, but if you've got any thoughts on it, feel free to let us know. I'm sure we're going to get a phone call from Isaac Shalev, is my guess. Uh, <laughs> this is about the time Isaac will chime in and say something pretty smart about what we're thinking about something. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we should talk about a game pitch here. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Are you going to talk about a game pitch? So I came up with one, but I have literally no mechanics just theme awesome okay those are great those are great let's do it so my idea was uh it's a it's a carnival game right it's a game about carnivals but it's a game about carnies okay so you are a carny running a game at the carnival and you have a bunch of cards that let you cheat to make people not win the carnival game all right because they're all rigged right yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I've been there, yeah. No idea how it would work. But I can so, already picture it as a game. 
Right, right. Take a picture of the it art. Would almost, right. It would almost be like having uh, having like these mini games, basically, right? Like, okay, we're playing this mini game, and you know the goal of the mini game, right? right? So, like, whether it's like pop the balloon, right? Something right. like that. So you know the goal of that game, uh, but you don't know the mechanics by which you achieve that goal because that changes every time. Right. So the, um, the like, maybe there's cards with mechanics on them for these are the actions you're going to have to take to win this game, right? So when there's, it says this is going to have three actions, but those three actions are just cards and the player gets those cards, right? Like the, the, the person who's being the carnival worker, they get the cards. Right. Um, they look at them and then you are attempting to achieve that goal by playing action cards, um, attempting to, uh, you know, get them to reveal the action cards. And maybe at some point they have the ability like once per game or something where they can swap out an action card. I mean, they can swap out a goal, uh, a mechanic card for a different card to try and throw you off. Right. Um. Yeah, that's what pops into my head immediately is something around that. Right. I, I pictured it as like an asymmetrical game where one person is the carny and then three people are the like players and the, the carny will set up a one specific game and then the players are like trying to win that game and the carny can stop them with actions, but he only has so many actions. So he has to like optimize the actions that he uses to prevent them from like, I don't know, popping three balloons and like the right. the carney's right. like quote unquote health is like the big prizes, right? So like if he loses three big prizes, then he loses. Right. Yeah, then he fails at his job. Right. So Right, right. <laughs> it would what could be interesting is the replayability on that because the games could be variable, right? You know, so if the game is variable and there's ten mini games in there, right. That means whenever you play you could swap out which one you're actually playing, right? Right, for right, that, right. For that time and, and try something different. I like it. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Is so so in the spirit though of asking what we were just talking about, is that mean? Is that making fun of carnival workers? Yes. Absolutely, yeah. yes. <laughs> but you feel okay about that? I don't. <laughs> Because I can just remember when I was a kid, we had a carnival that would, like, set up across the street from our house. And it was in, like, this Uh church parking lot. And, oh, my God, the people who Mm -hmm. ran it were just, like, some of the dankest people. (laughs) So we we used to have a carnival in my hometown that would come every year. And uh, I think they still do. Um, And, uh, yeah, the, the people that ran the games were... And I'm not saying this of all carnival workers, but... Uh, when it came to the kids and trying to get them to like play the games and spend their money, it, it just even as a kid, it all felt very predatory to me. Yeah. And I don't mean that in the in the in the bad way. Like, well, there are several bad ways. I don't mean that in the uh, sex way, predatory. I mean like it just was. It felt very much like they were taking advantage of the kids to get you know their money and stuff. And um, and we actually changed carnivals partway through. And the second carnival was 
way better and way less scuzzy feeling where the workers didn't feel like they were, you know, you knew the games were still rigged, but it right. wasn't, um, it wasn't like, oh gosh, like I'm getting hosed and they're just wholesale stealing these people's money. Um, right. So yeah, so I... That's my experience with it. I've, I've seen it both ways. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. So now you're a bad person because you're making fun <laughs> of carnival people. Agreed. <laughs> so, no, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, but it is something t- to be aware of, right? I mean, like, <laughs> um, but I do think there could be something to that game. I think so, too. The idea of carnival games, and uh, I've always been obsessed with carnival games. Uh, like when you go to like a theme park and it's filled with carnival games. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I've always been obsessed with playing those, even though you know that most of them are rigged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's still really interesting to um, to see them. I watched this one show where they would make experts go, who were like experts at certain things. And have them win the carnival games, even though they were rigged, because like they just were good enough. Like there was right. this one where you had to like climb this rope ladder and it would spin. So they sent like an acrobat, and like they won it like five times in a row because they're an acrobat. That's so, amazing. Like, they couldn't, they wouldn't fall off. Um, and yeah, so anyways, that that was that was interesting to me um, because I feel like you know if you can send a ringer, you shouldn't feel bad about that because they're cheating. Uh, and by sending a ringer, you're not cheating. You're just stopping them from cheating. <laughs> so, I think that's that's incredible. What's that? Is it that you said that was a show? I don't remember what it was. It was like ten years ago or so. That I, <laughs> it was like a segment of a show, and they were like, "We're going to send in these ringers to break the carnival games." Like I don't know if they sent like a baseball player or something to have him like pitch at the mug thing you know the um yeah the thing yeah those milk yeah. jugs yeah 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 right and they would tell them like you have to hit here to make this happen like this is how it's going to work so and of course they could do that because they're a pitcher yeah so yeah right um that's so i have to wild. imagine if you kept doing that the uh uh the carnival would tell you you had to stop that's my <laughs> guess <laughs> It'd be like at a casino. I was just going to say like at a casino. Blackjack and suddenly they're like, uh, we think you're counting cards. Yeah, you could, uh, I guess you could re-theme it as a casino game where you're trying to beat the casino games. Um, I, the carnival game seems more fun. Carnival games is way more fun, yeah. It can be carnival games and not be like... Mean? Wholesale mocking people. Yeah, I mean like... There was a Nintendo had a game called Carnival Games uh, on the Wii that was that was pretty fun. It was like throwing darts and all sorts of stuff. That does not surprise me. That does not surprise me at all. But it was like they did it like old timey carnival. So like the guy had like the curvy mustache yeah. and the hat and stuff. Oh, that's a great idea. So it idea. didn't feel like, you know. Yeah. I write it down. Old timey. <laughs> old timey carnival game. Not very often when you can go back to old timey stuff to make it less offensive. <laughs> so true. <laughs> that is it. That's the truth. All right. Well, I think that uh, I think that's good here. Uh, I want to throw out a plug for some pals of mine. Um, uh, two things. One, uh, Honey Buzz is still on Kickstarter by Elf Creek Games. Uh, I'm excited about that for them. It's going well. Uh, but you should check it out. It's a cool worker placement game about uh, bees and bears and stuff and honey. Yeah. 
And the artwork is the cutest thing ever. Be prepared to be steamrolled by cuteness with that art. Oh, oh it's so cute. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, I'm disgusted. Look at these um, meeples. And then, uh, what is the name of... Uh, I can't look it up because I've got my phone on right now with you on it. Um, Banana Chan and Doug Lewandowski have a game out right now. An advent calendar game on Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. I don't know the name of that uh, either. Like Wishing Sigil or something like the Sigil or something like yeah. that. Um, uh, so, I wish I could give it a better plug, but I literally can't look it up while we're talking right now. Um, so, uh, go out and just search Doug Lewandowski as a creator. Uh, and you'll find it, or um, you'll find it out there. They called the bee meeples beeples on this honey buzz. I know, right? Oh, I'm I mad know, about right? it. I'm so mad about it. <laughs> it's too cute. I'm just mad about it. That's so upsetting. They're just called beeples. It's called it's called the wishing sigil. I was right. You Look are me. you are right. You did a um, great job. So it's an it's a solo journaling game. Uh, they, they send you as an advent calendar. Like they send you daily emails. I think about it for for advent. Uh, so that sounds really neat. Uh, and I think it's like a horror game. So check it out. They both do good work. So I have to imagine it's going to be cool. Yeah, it looks amazing. So, all right. You got anything you need to plug? I mean, not personally, but um, the. There's a game called Complicated Board Game, the card game, Time to Play, and the two is the number, and that's by my friend Patrick Brennan. Cool. Which you should totally on Kickstarter? check out. Yeah, they just launched it on Kickstarter. And then... Uh, awesome. Check the, it out. I think... I'm pretty sure AlderQuest is launching next week. Awesome. And that's awesome. being published by Rock Manor Games. They published um, Set a Watch... And they put out Brass Empire and Maximum Apocalypse. And Alder Quest is really cool. It's a game where you're warring factions trying to collect acorns. And it's the, like, board is really cool looking. And it's really complicated, but fun. It's, like, it's like really super complicated. And, like, there's so much information that you have to, like, kind of, like, front load. But then once you, like, get it all, like... It, it, like, flows really well, and it's got this, like, little sideboard where you're basically playing Bejeweled. Oh, I like Bejeweled. Right? It's so good. It's so... Yeah, I think you'd like it. <laughs> awesome. I'll have to check that out. All right. Well, I think we're good then. So, uh, everybody, uh, thanks for listening today. You can find us online at buildingthegamepodcast.com. You can email us at buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, uh, Building the Game. You can find us on the Twitter at PodcastBayTG, at J.A. Slingerland, at Toits. And, uh, yeah, find us on all the places where you get podcasts, which you should know because you're listening to the podcast. But also give us some reviews on those places, especially when they're five stars because we like those reviews. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, you can leave a negative review. I just ask that you give us five stars and then leave a negative <laughs> review. Because why not, right? Give us five stars. Leave a negative review. It's funny. It shows the dichotomy of, of humans. It's a, um, it's a Steam review, so, basically. Yeah. It's a Steam review. Yeah, right? Yeah. This game was the worst. Five stars. Thumbs up. Recommend. <laughs> right. 10 out of 10 would recommend. So, yeah. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Dial seven seven zero. Tell BTG. Please don't use the email. <laughs>